Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome to episode 13 of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Today's episode will be a little bit different because we'll be joined in the studio by a real-life couple just months away from their big day. We'll be discussing the relationship dynamics of planning a wedding, who does what, who pays for what, and who's the boss for the big decisions. As we always say, there's no right or wrong way to plan a wedding, but being on the same page certainly helps. Married life will likely throw you a lot of major challenges over the years, so the last thing you want is to be falling at the first hurdle. We do hear a lot of couples talking about how they've rowed over various yeah. elements of wedding planning. And it's, it's not just, nice. It's not nice, uh, but in some ways unavoidable, I think. Yeah, we definitely had some in the later part of our wedding. You did? Uh, yeah, like not, never about big things. There was one big row where it was just kind of like, I need help with this. I can't do this on my own. And in fairness, after that, it was very much a team effort. But it did have to be said. Yeah, it's not nice, like, because you're planning a party, essentially, and it just feels like not the thing to be rowing about when there's more important issues in the world. And at the end of the day, you are planning a celebration, so it should just be fun and exciting. But there's so much at stake. There's so much money. There's so much family politics, depending on your family. Mm. There's a lot of logistics and it can be really stressful. And if you feel like you're in it on your own in particular, it can be very overwhelming. I just picture the two of you in a balloon shop going, no, of course we can't have grey balloons and then going, what are our lives? We're not these people. That's the thing. You start to not recognise yourself if you're squabbling over flowers and place settings and things like that. So it is good to take a step back every so often and see where you're at and make sure you're on track together in how you're planning it, that you're both happy with what you're planning and that you're having fun along the way. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is you might be the most compatible couple in the world, but planning a wedding is a big event. Chances are neither of you are event planners. You've not done it before. It's only natural that when you're propelled outside of your comfort zone, there will be little bits of conflict here and there. So this episode is really about navigating that. And Mm -hmm. I suppose talking to a couple to see how they did it. And they're right in the middle of it. And they're right in the middle of it. And I think there are going to be some really nice tips coming from these two. One Fab Day Expert Wedding Tips. Over the years, myself and Claire and the whole One Fab Day team actually have accumulated quite a few tips for making the big day and the planning process run smoothly. This is the part of the show where we share those tips. So Claire, you have picked one for us this week. Yes, and this one is a gem and I feel like I'm always at ease if I'm at a wedding that has one of these. It's a printed timeline on display of what's happening in the day. So from what time the ceremony starts to how long the drinks reception is, when everyone will be called for dinner and what time the dancing starts. And I think that's 
really, really helpful for guests who are, one, starving and want to know where the next meal is coming from. Two, if they need to nip off for something that they know, okay, I have to be back for two o'clock for the start of the ceremony. And just that they kind of have an idea of the flow of the day, particularly if you're going to be shaking things up and maybe having the speeches during the drinks reception or having a first dance before dinner or something like that that might be a little bit unexpected just so everyone's in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I think a lot of couples will have something similar on their wedding website or Mm -hmm. somewhere during invitation process or during chatting to people they will have updated people on how the day will flow but I think having it printed on the day is so different it really just is a good reminder for people who might not have even bothered to look at the wedding website or can't remember what the invitation said that like oh okay don't run off for 15 minutes on a phone call because you know the speeches are about to start Mm. it's a really good way to just safeguard yourself and make sure that no one misses any of the like really nice bits of the day that you've worked really hard to put together the one fab date wedding podcast our main topic up for discussion this week is all about the relationship dynamics of planning a wedding regardless of the couple or the kind of celebration you're having planning a wedding can put stress on any relationship there are budgets to contend with family politics at play and the division of tasks to work out but it can also be massively fun you're planning your dream party with all your favorite people it's exciting There's no denying that navigating the build up to your big day with your other half can be a little bit tricky. So to talk us through it, we have a real life couple in the studio with us today, Yvette and Owen, who are going to be getting married this June. We've been pals with these guys for quite a while and they themselves have been together for 13 years and got engaged last summer. So they're perfectly placed to talk us through what it's like planning a wedding with your other half. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thanks for coming in. And before we go any further, I guess, could you give us a brief synopsis of the kind of wedding day that you're planning? I thought you were going to say a brief synopsis of our life together. I was like, well, it hasn't been brief, but... Uh, I can't, you can't um, sum up 13 years um, in uh, the amount of time we've got. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass that one over to Yvette. Okay, vibe of the wedding. Yeah. Um, I guess the first word, and I know a lot of people say it, but relaxed and fun as well. I don't think myself or own take ourselves too seriously. So we wanted it to be a reflection of ourselves. So pretty chill, pretty relaxed. I guess if you had to put a category on it, It'd be rustic, laid back, maybe slightly alternative to people who haven't been to a wedding like this before. But myself and Owen have been to a lot of weddings that are less traditional. So to us, it's kind of the norm. And how has the wedding planning process been so far? Have you been enjoying it? Is it more or less stressful than you thought? I think, if I'm honest, I get a little less stressed than a vet, but that's probably because I do a little less work than <laughs> when it comes to planning. Um, but um, no, I think when we first got engaged, really the only thing we were looking at was the venue. And once we decided that, we were going to kind of decide everything else. And that wasn't stressful at all. That was actually quite fun. We had a, a few different kind of ideas. So we did, hadn't really narrowed down what style we were going to do until we actually picked the venue. I think once... We picked the venue, I think Yvette went into overdrive a little bit and, and we kind of quickly realised that we were spending every evening doing something wedding related and I think I said, why don't we just give it a rest for about a month and literally do nothing. And then when we came back to it, I think it's been way more enjoyable and less stressful yeah. since then. I would say I'm definitely someone who second guesses everything so it has been quite overwhelming at times for me just to make decisions and for example dress shopping which should be fun I know a lot of brides experience this as well but it went from being fun to just the biggest stress ever and I just wanted to pick a dress and end it and stop looking so for me it's 
been mostly fun, but definitely at times really overwhelming and stressful. Yeah, I think it's the easiest thing ever when you're wedding planning is if you can be decisive. But if that doesn't come naturally Mm. to you, it does make every little task so much trickier and just more time consuming. And when you started wedding planning, did you come to it with the same vision ish of what you wanted the day to be or did you have very different ideas in your head yeah before we were engaged and we were kind of toying with the idea of maybe becoming engaged we had spoken about maybe just running away and eloping we traveled to southeast asia a couple of years ago and we kind of thought maybe we'll do it then but we didn't reason being we wanted to include family members so i think mostly we were on the same page but there was the big debate over the big blowout wedding and just the more contained private ceremony and then big party afterwards so there was a bit of toing and froing on that I suppose. Yeah I think we we probably hadn't made a full-on decision which one of the two we were going to do until we kind of saw the venue and, and both kind of uh, we were we were actually toying with both ideas up until then we were looking at venues that were significantly less pricey that would have allowed us to invite literally everyone we've ever known and then there were ones that were going to have to be, you know, capped at a certain amount of people. I think we hadn't really fully decided which we were going to do until we kind of visited the venue we ended up going with. And we were trying to be sly in case, I don't know, they jacked up the price. But when we were in the car, we both um, gave each other a little bit of a, hmm, what do you think? And we're like, yeah, I think this is the place. And then then from then on, we kind of knew that's what what was going to make us happy. And then we kind of went from there. Yeah. And um, it was such a relief as well that we both did like the same place Um, because after I went to the venue um, I fell for it big time massively but I was thinking in my head it wasn't really own style so when he turned around and he said he loved it it was it was great yeah I mean I think I think the the one thing outside of maybe you know uh, the style of wedding the one thing I think we both really didn't really want was any kind of religious aspect to the wedding I mean I'm not particularly well I'm not religious at all I should say and if that's you know uh, maybe a little uh, curious uh, yeah yeah <laughs> very good way of saying it than me but um, you know Agnostic. I think I think neither of us wanted that to be particularly part mm-hmm. of it I think Yvette kind of summed it up the only way we'd ever get married in a church was if it was in ruins and we're actually getting married in the ruins <laughs> of a church so I think that kind of stuff we always knew we would do no matter what um, but when it came to the actual kind of, you know, the where, um, we were pretty open, I think. Yeah. And then as the planning progressed and it came to things like food and photography and music, did you have the same kind of priorities or have they split somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I think as soon as I was engaged, I kind of went, as Owen already mentioned, head first into it, doing the research, listening to podcasts, reading magazines, going on World Fab Day. Um, <laughs> and what was repeatedly mentioned was set your priorities. So that was one thing that we did together. I mean, I probably led it, but definitely we did. And big priority for me was the music. I've always known what style of band I wanted um, and I love dancing. So definitely the entertainment factor of the wedding was big to me. Um, And I guess for Owen, on his side of things, food um, was a big thing for him. He wanted to make sure everyone was well fed and that it was quality and really nice food as well. And then after that, I think we just went back and forth in terms of what our other priorities were. And Certainly, it was obvious from the get-go that some things were down the bottom of the list, like decor, um, flowers, that kind of thing. Um, We just, I think, together didn't want to invest a whole lot of our time or money in it, just because it wasn't super important to us. Yeah, I I think we're lucky in a way that we're compatible in the ways that count, but we're completely incompatible when it comes to the things that define a wedding, which is to say, I really don't care about music, so 
the band was never going to be a contentious point because I have no opinion on it. Like, I'll, I'd be happy with whatever Yvette chose because uh, it's not going to clash with my vision, as it were, because I don't have one. Um, <laughs> and then when it came to photos, you know, like Yvette kind of knew that I'd be more invested in picking a photographer that suited us. Um, so we kind of delegated. Now, we checked in with each other. We didn't just like say, you get to choose and I don't get to say, but that's more or less how it worked out in the end is, you know, Yvette picked band and I picked the photographer and then we just said, yeah. Yeah, I will say on delegation, I was probably the one delegating more than Owen was. Oh yeah, you're the queen of spreadsheets. (laughs) I don't even know how to open a spreadsheet. Um, And one particular issue, as you mentioned it there, was the photographer. That was Owen's job because he knows about photography and his job was to, to book that, but he needed a little bit of heavy persuasion so I think for anyone who is planning a wedding you kind of I guess communication is key and if you are delegating roles it's still good to talk to each other and if someone needs a bit of a push give them a gentle push along the way (laughs) (laughs) well I was going to ask about communication because you mentioned there obviously it sounds like in your case your natural roles just presented themselves like own photography event music whatever when initially did you communicate in a very like set way did you decide okay we're going to sit down tonight and talk about the wedding we're going to put two hours aside the phones are going away Netflix is being turned off or was it a bit more casual I think originally it was very structured and 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 to be honest with you not fun and it was stressing us both out but I think we made a conscious decision to not do that like I said we took a, a month where we didn't even discuss it we just it was Christmas and we just said let's just have a Christmas that's not about you know getting married and then when we came back we did go a lot more casual and with how we discussed stuff and we would sometimes be a little bit too casual <laughs> so we actually need to do some work yeah. here and we'd kind of kick ourselves and, and get back on track but yeah I mean I, I feel like it's been relatively stress-free since that original month where we were just probably trying to do everything it's still nine months out when you realize you have actually plenty of time. We were engaged for two weeks privately I suppose we hadn't shared the news with our family or friends or anything and that was really nice and we were in our own little bubble but I think the minute we did share it we kind of felt okay we've got to get moving we've got to get stuff done and that's when we kind of upped it a notch to the point where we were kind of both sick of talking about the wedding and that's when Ohm said okay we just need to take a little break and I think it it helped definitely. Did you set a budget from the outset or have you been playing it by ear as you go? We did set a budget again I had a friend who I was bridesmaids for I guess I was bridesmaids for her a couple of months after we'd been engaged and she's a teacher and she's very organised um, and she kind of told me what she had done so I kind of followed suit and she had set a budget and it was itemised so I tried to do that and I had my column for you know um, projected budget and actual budget and da 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 You really are the spreadsheet queen Well you know I try um, <laughs> but have we been sticking to it? <laughs> kind of it's one of those things where we set it initially and we had figures in mind but we're bending it a little bit as we go along the way not crazily though yeah I would have said we had a budget before we had a venue which was I think probably in hindsight a bit optimistic you know we were talking about spending x amount and some venues would have been you know less than half that amount so the rest would have been kind of I don't want to say play play money but it would have been it would have been spent somewhere uh but when we went for a venue that was maybe a little bit more expensive then that we we had the option of either cutting back on everything else or maybe just giving ourselves a little bit more room to play with uh, in terms of uh, budget so I think our original budget went up by about five grand once we picked the venue and the end budget will probably be up by ten grand oh no 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 no, no, no. (laughs) If it makes you feel better, pretty much every couple we talk to says the same thing. 
And would no, you... we just won't feed people. If we... <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll come fed. I'll bring snacks. Yeah. Are you guys financially compatible? Do you both place value in the same things, or have you been having arguments or discussions on what you should invest in and and what you shouldn't? In day to day life, no. I think we both handle money differently. I don't know what you think about that, own, but I I think you're more of a splurger and I'm more of a saver but I still would treat myself um, but I agonise over spending money on every little thing be that grocery shopping or be that a new dress whereas I think Owen has a more relaxed attitude yeah I guess I don't know I mean I'd, in terms of the wedding I think the only things we've really talked about in terms of saving money and stuff is small things that you know we're talking about 100 or 200 euro here and there and stuff and you know I guess that's where I'm kind of like spend the money and Yvette would be like oh do we need to and then actually it's been kind of the reverse in some cases where I've been like why don't we just save that 200 euro and put it towards something else in our day-to-day lives yeah definitely like you wouldn't want to see our shopping bills side by side you know I do just pick stuff up off the shelf and go it'll be around this much and you know Yvette will check how much it is before she puts it in the basket it hasn't been as big a problem with the wedding because I think you kind of need to be clear up front with all your vendors and all that how much you're going to spend and so I I think there's less surprises in in that sense yeah I think there's certain elements like once you enter wedding land you realize how much weddings cost and how much um different items are for instance like the dress I'd kind of set a budget and no one was thinking oh my god that's so much money and I had to say you don't understand like of course I could get a dress for 50 euro if I picked it up on the high street but I'm limiting my options and blah 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 blah. so certain things like that I think maybe have come as a surprise to him and then other things have come as a surprise to me but for the most part I think we've been on the same page when it comes to wedding budget and what we're allocating money towards and likewise has that been a conversation that you've had to have or did it just come up as and when things have arisen arisen and you've gone to get quotes for things again i would have done a bit of research so i would have known around approximate costs for things and would have fed that into own and fed it into the budget and then as we were gathering quotes everything would have been shared Mm. amongst us so no decision was made well, maybe aside from the band, every other decision, um, it was a, a joint decision, I guess. And even with the band, I would have ran it by own as well. So um, at all times, costs are discussed together. And how has saving been? Have, has it felt like you have to rein in like your everyday life in the build up to the wedding? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, You've been yeah. having zero crack, basically. We've been, we actually, funny enough, uh, went away for a night in, on St. Patrick's Day weekend we went away for a night and I think we were <laughs> just in Ireland just to get away uh, for a night and, and not you know be constantly saving money and I think as we were leaving Dublin in the car we were like why are we doing this again this is money we could be putting in the in the bank account but yeah essentially we haven't really done anything yeah well for- we're still having somewhat of a social life maybe but I haven't bought any new clothes in anything in, in a long time going for dinner we haven't really it'd just be one or two drinks and that's it so um, we have definitely noticed a difference and I think both of us before or around the time we got engaged said we weren't going to be that couple who stops doing things just so they can save for the wedding but um, the reality is if we need to save money then we, we have to yeah, I've I've an O three golf that I'm praying makes it to, <laughs> makes it it to not, June. It is not getting repaired. Uh, I'll be walking to the wedding. Yeah. The best thing about that is you feel really flush after the wedding. 
Oh, good. I don't know if that's going to be true. <laughs> you're suddenly allowing yourself to like go for a nice dinner or like get coffees every day and you're like, oh, this is what it used to be like mm. before the wedding planning. Old life, before everything became monopoly money, I think. Yeah. Oh, but then of course we'll be saving for a house and oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's always, one there's thing always something. One after another. I really like, Owen, that you admitted that you're probably not doing quite so much of the labour of wedding planning as Yvette. That's the kind of hashtag real talk we were hoping Mm -hmm. for from this interview (laughs) because that's often what we hear. Um, Claire, I think you mentioned before that um, there was a point in wedding planning where you had to kind of have a chat with Marco and say, like, you need to take on X, Y and Z to make this fair, to bring it up to par to what I'm doing. Yeah, because I wouldn't have minded if we hadn't had the big blowout wedding. I just didn't want to have to plan it all by myself. And then it was kind of, yeah, about nine or ten months out and I was like, I'm doing everything and I'm remembering everything and thinking about everything. And it's really frustrating even if you have to delegate because then you're still still on your to-do list. So how have you guys found divvying things up and have you felt like you're managing the whole thing by yourself? Um, To be honest... I think for the first, say, four months of the engagement, or three, no, four months probably, yeah, I did feel like I was almost project managing mm-hmm. the wedding. But I will say that in the last couple of months, you've stepped it up um, a bit more and is taking charge of certain things. And even with the invitations and the wedding website, Own was the one who was pushing us to move forward on that. So I think it's a bit more even now but certainly when I was talking about being overwhelmed and getting anxious over things and stressing it's all because of that because it felt like maybe at times everything was weighing on my shoulders and it wasn't shared sorry Owen I feel like like we're in therapy (laughs) (laughs) Um, I definitely think if it wasn't planning a wedding I think that's just our attitudes to planning in general I'm a lot more let's say fair um, you know uh, I I also I think I'm trying to force myself to care about certain aspects of the wedding that are just naturally not in my wheelhouse. And, you know, I mean, I think we've had conversations about flower arrangements. And I mean, it's very hard for me not to just say, sort it yourself. I will not care on the day. I don't care now. And, uh, you know, it's very hard for me to kind of bite my lip and and pretend like uh, the choice between posies and roses means anything to me. But then there are things that I'm excited about the wedding and those are the things that I like planning and doing I guess you kind of have to do it all though (laughs) but uh, yeah there are things that I I get excited about doing and and will throw myself into I think it's fair to realise that Owen isn't going to be interested in every aspect of the wedding nor am I going to be interested in every aspect so as well as sharing task it's not just about spitting up the work it's also about doing things together like it's our wedding it's not my wedding it's Owen's wedding as well so you want to have have or have him or have her whoever's listening to have a say in what's going on on the day. I think if there are aspects of the wedding that Owen has zero interest in, and I recognise that, like the flowers or decor, there's maybe some practical things like hiring sound equipment that I don't have much of an interest in, but have to be done. So they're kind of been delegated to him. And Owen, have you found there's parts of the wedding planning that you're surprised that you are interested in? No, not really. I mean, I kind of knew that all I wanted to do was was have a, a day that was fun with as you know many people that we care about at it you know I think a lot of the things I don't care about are the little intricacies that I don't think necessarily are what make a day mm-hmm. but obviously are things that are are there that some people notice and I like anything that's um, a bit of uh, 
a kind of a stamp that's us on it. So anything that we can kind of personalize, I really enjoy. So even things like the ceremony, uh, a friend of ours, we're getting to do something that really reflects us and not going by, you know, a kind of a, a, a scripted ceremony. And we're doing our invites were done by a friend uh, who's an artist, a graphic artist. So it was actually two friends collaborate. The booze that we're having at the drinks reception is brewed by a friend of mine who works in a distillery. So kind of nice little touches that are bringing friends in. We should in. say Selena's singing. And, yeah. and actually, <laughs> and, and a lot of our very, yes. Getting ready right now. Yeah, exactly. We have a lot of talented friends that we want to we want to include. And that's the kind of stuff that gets me excited. The You know, what what my... Uh, I can't even remember what it's called. The lapel thing, Imajig. Uh, the butthole, whatever. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how, what that looks like on the day. I, I will admit, I, I don't care. <laughs> that's fair enough. And how was the guest list? How was making up the guest list? Were there any sticking points there? Was it okay? Again, I had my one fab day hat on for that. So the first thing I did was just, I think we just put a list of everyone on it and then kind of broke it down we did do the ABC thing um, you've got to do it it's you have so to do helpful. it it feels really harsh but you have to no and it's not like people are going to where they sat no yeah. people are going to have an A label on their invites or anything like that I so. mean I better have been B but like it's okay <laughs> if I see we all know roughly which category we're in that's the that's it that's yeah. the genius of it I think it was okay putting it together there were one or two or five grey areas (laughs) um, that to be honest there's still some grey areas a couple of months out from the wedding and we're sending the invites this week so (laughs) yeah I think people listening will be wondering if they were the grey area here I've been a grey area at so many weddings and I have embraced the role of grey area I've been like guys I'm not even supposed to be here now I'm leading the conga line this is great yeah no don't worry about the grey area people no I think I think we've made decisions together the guest list is definitely I think the toughest thing in the wedding oh yeah it's the one where we've kind of had to actually say this is something we need to agree on 100% you know I'm happy for you to make decisions on certain things and you're happy enough for me to make decisions on other things that we care deeply about but this is something where we've had to kind of actually have a rule in place as Mm -hmm. it were Mm -hmm. because it is easy sometimes especially with family to be like I've got my family and you've got your family and I'll take care of the O'Neills and you take care of the Poofons but that's a bit unfair uh, when you consider that uh, I have a tiny family (laughs) by Irish standards at least and Yvette's family is a lot larger so it's kind of a lot more work for her you know Mm -hmm. I have three first cousins you know Um, it's pretty breezy I know them all they all live in Ireland it's very simple for me to say oh oh, my family's coming but Mm. you know they could all fit in a minivan (laughs) <laughs> which is the dream situation when you're planning the guest list absolutely small yeah. family absolutely I mean don't get me wrong if you go back a generation my my family's pretty Irish you know <laughs> but luckily they're all kind of funeral family not wedding family you know <laughs> Jesus what does that mean <laughs> you know what I mean like you'd, you'd, you'd see you'd go to each other's funerals but you wouldn't go to each other's weddings <laughs> Okay, this is something that's never come up for us in uh, guest list planning. Maybe I made that up. I could have sworn that was a thing. (laughs) Okay, so a a funeral family is the people who you feel obliged to go to their funerals but wouldn't attend your wedding you I guess there'd like, there, there be like they were talking grand second, dance or something second, like second this second cousin territory far reaching yeah, exactly. family yeah. okay good to know we'll be using that in a feature very yeah, soon absolutely 
tell us about parents and family. Have they been supportive and helpful or have they been nitpicky and demanding? No, I think both sets of parents have just let us do our own thing and are supportive and have checked in with us if we need help with anything. Um, In terms of invites, I think we were both a bit nervous about that and we'd sought advice from other people who've gotten married before and we kind of did, I guess, the typical thing of you can have X amount of people each and they both respected that. And that comes down to us, not to sound boastful, but we have a lot of friends and we wanted to have as many of our friends there as possible um, and our family, of course, as well. But we didn't want to have our wedding with a bunch of people we've never met before or have are only there because they're family, but we don't really know them that well at all. Or our parents don't know them that well. They just feel obliged to invite them. So I think in terms of our parents and the wedding, both sets have been really supportive haven't had huge expectations in terms of invites or what the wedding is going to be like, um, have just let us do our own thing. So I was conscious of the fact that I did want to give my parents a few invites, but I put a number on it and they didn't overstep it. And they've been pretty cool about the whole thing. It's been pretty breezy, actually. I, you know, I probably was bracing myself for debates and arguments, but nothing's happened. And, uh, you know, it's too late at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great outcome if you've like set boundaries and they've been respected. That's like all that you can hope for, really, when you're doing the guest list, I yeah. think. And I think, to be honest with you, because we've been together for so long, they're probably just happy that we're getting married, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I think they didn't expect us to ever get married because we've been together unmarried for so long that they kind of assumed that that, had, that was something we weren't going to do. And I think they're just, they're not about to, <laughs> to make demands. They're just like, as long as it goes ahead, we're uh, over the yeah. moon. You know? Anything else is a bonus, really, I think. so. Do you have things that you would do differently? I know you're only halfway through the wedding planning process, but are there already things where you're like, oh God, if we could go back and do it again? Maybe we would talk about this sooner or leave this later Hmm. or get rid of this altogether. There's maybe certain things we would have started. Well, Owen's probably going to disagree with this, but maybe certain elements we would have started to research a little bit sooner. We felt with the photography, we'd kind of left it um, and we're very happy with the photographers that we picked. But in hindsight, maybe we would have started sooner or earlier because we would have had more options but other than that I can't really I can't really think of anything no I mean I, I, I think we did everything perfectly <laughs> <laughs> so okay. like a true Owen <laughs> uh, so it doesn't sound like there were any major disagreements over wedding planning so far anyway and if there aren't at this point I should say there probably won't be no. because this is when all the big decisions have been made no I think I mean I think our our, our biggest disagreements is how much to relax to be honest with you uh, I think, you know, uh, I say, let's take the day off. And you're like, no, let's not take the day off. I think we have more arguments about not planning than we do about the actual <laughs> planning, you know. Um, but I mean, uh, they're they're like, I think in, in our entire relationship, we've never really argued about big things. We've only ever picked the, <laughs> the little things, which is, yes. I think, a very healthy way to live. <laughs> Absolutely. And have... Has it been fun the last few months? Have you really enjoyed it? And what would be your advice to other couples who want to make it more fun? Um, yes, I think um, after Christmas, we kind of reached the mark where it was going to be this year and it was going to be five months away and then it felt or six months away very real. And I think from then onwards, we started doing a lot of things together um, and having more conversations. But again, living our lives outside of the wedding. So I think that's, an important thing for couples as well um, if you are engaged if you're planning a wedding remember to 
step away from it occasionally. We have just a segment for that every episode. <laughs> no, really, yeah. I think I'm aware of that. Um, but yeah, I think that's really important. Like we still make time to have date nights or whatever um, and to chill out with our friends and to kind of have evenings where we just don't talk wedding at mm. all. So yeah, what what yeah. do you think? I think it's more, more of the components are kind of slotting into place I think it's a lot more enjoyable I'm a lot more excited about a thing that I can you know see in a a structure than when we were just talking about it in the kind of abstract so I think as more things fall into place as the invites have been made and the beers start to be brewed and and the, you know all these kind of small things come into place uh, I'm a lot more excited about it but I think you need to remind yourself as well why you're getting married in the first place so Mm. if you are getting stressed and if you're fighting over the wedding or anything like that just take a step back and remember the reason you're actually getting married um, and put things into context (laughs) 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 but But it is about the tax breaks really let's be honest I do think that's really important though like nearly every couple we feature on the site says their biggest regret is that they didn't enjoy the build up enough they were so bogged down by the mm. details and the stress of it and when they look back they were like it was actually a really fun time we were doing loads of fun things in the lead up and just never took any of it in Yeah. so I do think it's really crucial to, to kind of get excited I got excited when you said that the beer was already being brewed that's such a like tangible thing it's nearly time yeah well beer takes a while to brew well, it's like we have to come up with a, a name for it now oh. um, so if you have any suggestions or if you're listening <laughs> email uh, them in hello it's going to be uh, I'm not mistaken it's going to be a Belgian type beer Belgian white Belgian wheat beer so um, you know um, if, if anyone can think of a a clever pun, <laughs> wedding-based beer pun. You're delegating to our listeners now, <laughs> yeah. and you do realise that. This is how that. he operates. See, that's <laughs> what I'm dealing with. Also, our invites, our friends designed them, and we're picking them up later after this recording. Um, so that's really exciting, and I think it's all going to feel very real. Mm. Um, at that moment as well. So, I'm excited. Forward. It yeah. sounds like you have a really good setup in how you're communicating with the two of you and how you've set out the roles and the different tasks, which actually is quite rare. There are so many couples that get really far into wedding planning and realise, oh, we've absolutely messed this up. You know, especially about when you mentioned about feeling overwhelmed. Often when we have someone write in a dilemma to us, after we tease it out with them a bit, we realise it's because they feel like they're on their own in wedding planning. Mm. So it's great that you guys have nipped that in the bud really early on. It's a good yeah. sign for the next X amount of years. I feel like I've done... I'm 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 going to be a bit uh, braggadocious here. I say, I think I've done more than most grooms. <laughs> okay, you get no bad points <laughs> for that, Owen. More than most. <laughs> more than most is uh, <laughs> a low bar. <laughs> I'm not going to give you any kudos for that, but I will give you kudos for all of the tips that you shared with us today because there's some really handy uh, takeaways, I think, for couples planning their weddings. Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming in, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Thanks so much to Owen and Yvette for coming in. It was so good to hear their point of view and to have the chats about their impending marriage. We have to give a big shout out to Owen, who's actually a whiskey expert. And you can find him at Whiskey Barons. It's whiskeybarons.ie and at whiskeybarons on Instagram. One fab day, listener dilemmas. 
We love nothing more than to hear about the wedding-related issues that are getting your goat, and of course trying to come up with a practical solution. This week, Selena has chosen a listener dilemma for us to tackle. So this listener writes, I have two girl pals who I've been friends with for over 15 years. We were once quite close, but now we only see each other now and then. They're expecting to be my bridesmaids. However, since I got engaged, they haven't been interested in me at all. I invited them over the weekend post-engagement and they just complained about all their home problems the whole night. Oh, God. And they haven't even acknowledged that I'm engaged at all. They have no interest. One will be immigrating next year, so won't be around for planning. I want to ask a college pal to be my bridesmaid. She's fantastic and has been so helpful and enthusiastic as long as I've known her, even more so since I got engaged. But will I lose the other two as friends if I don't ask them? What do I do? Can I be really harsh here? Who cares if you lose your friends? They don't sound like good ones. They sound like they're not the best people to be a bridesmaid. Now, not to say that they're not the best friends because maybe they're going through things you don't realise. Maybe they... I'll I'll be devil's advocate this time, Claire. (laughs) Maybe they've got some stuff going on or they're, you know, a little bit worried about losing their friend to marriage or there's something underlying there you don't know about. But they're not being enthusiastic about it. No, you want people there who are going to be your hype girls and who are excited for you and and will be there to support you and help you along the way. And they don't sound like they're going to be those people. Like how awkward would a wedding day be if you had bridesmaids who didn't acknowledge that you were getting (laughs) married? I can't think of anything more No, and even just the, the phrase she used, they expect to be bridesmaids. I just think that's really unfair. There's not a person in the world who I'd expect to be their bridesmaid, whether it's a sister or best friend. And just because you decide not to ask these two people to be your bridesmaid doesn't mean that they're not coming to the wedding. Mm. Like, of course, you can still kind of amp that part up and say, listen, I really, really want you to be there on the day and I can't wait to have you there on the wedding day. Like, that's still a big compliment for them that you're inviting them to your wedding, as it always should be. Yeah, and if you're really nervous, you could ask them to do a reading or get involved in another way. But I think when it comes to bridesmaids, I think it's really important to have someone who's going to be in your corner. And it sounds like your college pal's the perfect person for that. Go with that gal, she sounds. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Great. Tell everybody that before the day is out, we shall have a wedding. Or a hanging. Either way, we ought to have a lot of fun, huh? Your non-wedding homework 
this week. When you're planning a wedding, it's only natural that you'll get all caught up in the details and the logistics and forget to make time for yourself. That's why we spend a bit of time in each episode encouraging you to do something fun. So it's Claire's turn to recommend something this week. What have you chosen? So this one I've stolen from a friend who has been doing this for the last year and I think it sounds amazing. He wrote a bucket list of restaurants around town and he's slowly getting through them. So they go from the really, really high end to like, like, so he's absolutely treating himself to just cool restaurants he passes or new places that he wants to try. And every either week or month, if it's a really expensive one, he takes a friend and goes and checks it out. That's cool. So does he do it like specifically with a different date every time? So he has one friend in particular and the two of them are working their way through it. So I think it just depends on what suits them. But you could do it that like on payday, say, or the weekend after payday you try a new restaurant out. But I think the idea of actually writing out a list and working your way through it rather than, as we all do, mindlessly pass a new place and say, oh, we must try there sometime and sometime never comes. I think it's a really good way of like actively getting out of a rut and not just going to the same five places you like all the time. Definitely, because I go to the same five places all the time and I am that person who says, oh, I've been meaning to try there and I'm really sad mm-hmm. it's closed down. But <laughs> yes. I haven't actually bothered my bum to go and do it. Yeah, it's a good way to support new businesses too. Yeah, I like this one. I'm going to do that. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. We really hope this episode has given you some helpful tools for navigating any tricky wedding planning conversations with your other half. We'll be back with another episode next week. But in the meantime, make sure to rate, review and subscribe if you haven't already. And we'd also really love it if you could recommend the podcast to all of your engaged pals. You can visit us online at onefabday.com where you'll find daily planning and style features from Selena and myself. And if you want to get in touch, either to share your thoughts on this episode, suggest topics for the show, or hit us up with a wedding planning dilemma, you can email hello at onefabday.com or message us on social. We're at onefabday on all the major social channels. Until next time. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. 